This is the Carl Miller Show, where we talk about all things real estate, financial investments, and getting into a home you love. With over 15 years of experience, this is your host, Carl Miller. Good morning. You are listening to The Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller, principal broker of Carl Miller Realty, LLC. We're located right in Lynchburg at 7700 Timberlake Road, and we are your caring, competent, trusted advisor for real estate sales and service. Today's topic, it's a seller's market, but how do I navigate this market most effectively as a seller today? So we'll talk about some top seller tips, and in the second half of our show, We have a special guest with us to discuss how rising home prices affect renters today in Lynchburg. Special thanks to Fortress Foundation Solutions for sponsoring our show. Fortress Foundation Solutions is a locally owned company that takes pride in protecting your home. They specialize in basement waterproofing, foundation repair, crawl space encapsulation, and concrete leveling. With free estimates and professional service, trust the local experts at Fortress Foundation Solutions to protect your home. It's time for a new featured listing from Carl Miller Realty. There is a beautiful Campbell County farm on the market that is move-in ready. Built just a few years ago, the home features at almost 2,000 square feet on one level, has a full unfinished walkout basement, a full screen-in back porch overlooking quiet countryside, and there is a huge oversized three-car garage complete with plumbing, that has attached, covered, open-sided sheds. It's offered with 20 acres for $559.9, and that includes a beautiful barn and fenced pasture land, or purchase it with three acres in the garage for just $479.9. Visit carlmillerrealty.com for more info or to schedule your private tour. Well, today we're joined again in studio by Yancey Campbell, Marketing Director for Carl Miller Realty. Welcome back, Yancey. Thank you. You are the most recent hire at our firm, and we've Already, you've already added, added so much value to us with your promotional and marketing efforts. And what are you enjoying most so far about working at Carmel Realty? Um, I think it's been amazing just meeting all the new people. We met Jorge last week. He explained about coming to the altar ministries and just really jumping in with the local businesses of Lynchburg and finding out what they do and being able to team up with them, support them, market. Um, that's just been amazing. And not to mention the amazing team I get to work with as well. So. Well, your your work is pretty amazing. I'm just I'm just so, so impressed with what you do with graphics. You mentioned last week how our team just recently got new photographs and yes. they, they turned out really well. And yep. so we're updating our marketing and just trying to keep our faces. Okay, I'll speak for myself as a 45 year old guy. We're trying to match <laughs> what we really look like with what our picture show we look <laughs> yeah. like. So. And, and fortunately, you know, sometimes that, that goes a good direction. So I, I was able to drop some weight, and so my new picture looks really good. I oh, yeah, say. we've got updated <laughs> pictures on the website and Instagram. It's been great. Well, I say all the time that our staff and our front desk makes us look really good, and you definitely are contributing to that. So we appreciate you and the work you're providing for our office. As a reminder, next week we are sponsoring a local 10K trail race at the new London Industrial Park. It's not too late to register. In fact, if you want to register, call our office Monday, or and we can get you a special promo for $5 off your registration fee. You can simply search Twisted Trail 10K New London. You just type that into your browser, and you'll, you'll get it. Or you can go to runsignup.com, and if you look for the races that are local here in Lynchburg, you'll find the registration information for that 10K race. We're sponsoring that. We'll be out there that day. I'll probably run that, actually. It'll be a fun little trail run. It's only 10K, so It'll be good. not too bad. You can walk it, and uh, it's at the New London Trail System, which is a lot of fun. Well, the market right now, it's no secret, it's a seller's market. Homes are selling fast. In fact, 
of about 500 pending home sales, the median days on market. Now, this is single-family homes in Lynchburg and the three touching counties, but the median days on market is five. And the average time on market from list date to, to a contract date is 20 days. That's the average, but the median days is five. And honestly, the, one of the reasons it's that high is that there are some new construction homes being built that aren't built yet. It's not a finished product. And when they finally go into contract on day 200, for example, that's skewing the numbers a little bit. It would be kind of interesting to break out the new construction and just look at the resale. But anyway, that's the averages. So it's it's an insanely fast-paced market yeah, right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, we've had some of them go under contract in less than 24 hours. There, yeah. So there are some things that sellers should be aware of if, if, if you as a seller think this is an easy market. And, and I'll say one of the things we're seeing is there are more and more homes that you'll see go under contract, and then a week later, it's back on the market. And this isn't the only contributing factor, but I think one of the contributing factors is buyers are a little bit emotional sometimes. And with the speed of the market, they're making decisions really fast. And mm -hmm. sometimes there's buyer's remorse. And what happens is they'll make an offer, and their, their offer gets accepted, and then they're trying to find ways to get out of that contract. And you know, that's that's almost a whole nother radio show. But you are seeing that happen sometimes, especially if it's a high offer. It might be higher than what the buyers wanted to pay initially. So it's just critical today to have a buttoned up purchase agreement. And I want to share a few insights for sellers today that will position you to capitalize on today's market. And before we go there, I've seen some things posted recently on social media and some of the articles out there about, and I use this word in quotes, greedy sellers. And I've said this before, and I'll state it again for as long as I sell real estate, and that is this, that the market sets the price. The market sets the price. And I know as a buyer, there's nothing more frustrating when you write an offer and your offer doesn't get accepted and you've written well above list price and you know the seller didn't take your offer for whatever reason. We talked last week about buyer tips. And by the way, if you're a buyer and you want some great tips, we gave 10 of them. Actually, we threw a few bonus ones in. Check out the, the podcast from last week. You can check it out on the Carl Miller Show on your local podcast platform or go to our website and pull that down. But yes, in the market today, sellers are getting a premium, but sometimes we forget that sellers were getting killed just 10 years ago. In fact, in 2011, that was our worst year in recent history in Greater Lynchburg. I mean, there was less than 1,700 homes that sold in the entire city and the, and the touching counties. At that time, there were 2,000 houses just on the market. Buyers had so many choices, and buyers were just simply picking off the best deals. So sellers are being accused sometimes of, oh, they're, they're getting 5%, 10%, 20% uh, above the ask price. But back then, buyers were just running around offering 5%, 10%, 20% below the asking price. And in fact, when they got a house, they were being congratulated for getting a deal. So the market conditions you know, dictated those discounts low, due to low demand and high supply in 2011. And today... Sellers are getting the deal. In fact, like I said, a lot of homes are already selling for 5 10 or even 20% in some markets above the list price. There was a story floating around a few weeks ago of um, hitrealtor.com, and there was a big article about it that there was a house that sold uh, for a million dollars above the list price. Oh, my gosh. And it was kind of the first time that there was a seven-digit above list price house, or at least it kind of went viral. But that's the market in some in some cities is that these four, five, six million dollar homes. And I mean, I, I just take a zero off if that number makes you uncomfortable, you know, yeah. <laughs> you five or six hundred. OK, it'll take two zeros off. Fifty or sixty thousand yeah. homes are in super, super high demand. They're very low supply. So but the, again, the market dictates those prices. So today sellers are getting a deal. 
But it's a seller's market, and when we represent sellers, it's our job to negotiate the strongest terms that we can for our sellers. So as a seller, I wanted to share 10 tips of what you can do to position your home for top dollars and how to negotiate effectively and just capitalize on the market today. So number one, even though it's a seller's market, prep and clean your home because clean homes sell the best. People still prefer clean, move-in ready homes. And I can tell you, if your home isn't in tip-top shape and there's another house in your same zip code or school district similarly priced that is filled with fresh paint and new floors and is clean, if everything else is fairly equal, guess what? Um, that house is going to have the edge over yours. If it's something, if there's something in your house, number two, if there's something in your house that bothers you, it may bother the seller, the buyer as well. So just take away the objection points that you know are in your house. And so things like if you have a loose deck railing, just tighten that up before you put your house on the market. If you've got a little stain spot in your basement ceiling from a past leak, you know, just address this prior to listing it. Don't don't put your house on the market that has little gaps or little holes that buyers are going to pick apart and u- utilize and leverage against you as a seller. Uh, assuming the problem's addressed, we're not trying to hide problems, but if it's from an old past issue, just take care of it. Take care of the little maintenance items. It'll buy you a lot of leverage. It'll get you top dollar. Number three, and this is very important now in the summertime, keep your grass and landscaping trim and get your driveway nice and neat with a clean edge. If you've got a paved driveway, you know, edge it. If you have a gravel driveway, sometimes you see grass kind of growing up through those gravels. Just kill that grass off and get a nice edge. Get an edger in there, or at the very minimum, just rake your gravels in. Try to create a nice edge on your driveway. Make sure your home is presented in the best possible light. And it kind of goes without saying, professional photography. Every one of the listings we have at Carl Miller Realty, we, we professionally photograph, whether it's an $80,000 house or an $800,000 house. So get, make sure those pictures look awesome. Number four, let the showings happen. Um, right now, what happens with a lot of sellers, especially the homes under 500,000 is a house will go on the market and you just get bombarded with showing requests. So it's not a bad idea to be strategic and just plan to leave your house. Just do a little weekend away and let those showings happen. And if you know there are boundaries or off-limit time frames, set, set those with your agent prior to listing. We know that sometimes people are working out of their home or there's, you know, arrangements with children or school schedules or whatever where, hey, this house can't – nap schedules a lot for younger uh, children and moms there. Hey, no showings between 1 and 3 o'clock p.m. or whatever. Not a problem. Just set those boundaries and be really clear about those. So, but let, let, let your house be exposed to, to showings. Number five. Wait a day or three before taking the offers that come in. And you mentioned, Yancey, 24 hours. And and offers do come in within 24 hours many times. But it's okay just to wait and say, look, we're going to review all offers. House goes on the market Tuesday. We're going to review all offers at 7 p.m. on Thursday. Mm -hmm. And that gives agents and buyers time to come through your house. Because if you have a seller had five or six offers to choose from as opposed to one, guess what? You can then get top dollar because you can leverage offers to, to make sure you're making the best decision. Number six, speaking of offers, carefully review all of them with your agent. Make sure all the terms are filled out and be crystal clear on what the contingencies and subject to clauses are along with the financing. Number seven, it's a seller's market. Feel free to counteroffer. You know, as a seller today, you kind of are sitting in the captain's chair here. So if there's a term in that purchase agreement that just doesn't sit well with you or doesn't meet your needs as a seller, Counter offer. You know, a lot of times there's things like close date or possession date of the house or the price, of course, comes up all the time. Appraisal, maybe there's some personal property. 
you know, that you're not comfortable leaving with the house that the buyer asked for. So feel free to counteroffer. You know, it's a seller's market and buyers are just excited for the opportunity to buy a house. So if you are a seller and terms aren't quite what you want them to be, counteroffer back to the terms that you want or need. Number eight, speaking of appraisals, mentioned appraisals, this is a challenge today. Ask the buyer to waive the appraisal, or at least the first five to $10,000 of the appraisal in the event that the appraisal comes in low. And I spoke just briefly about this last week, but appraisals, appraisers are just in a tough spot right now. They're looking in the past three to six months, and it's hard for them sometimes to come up with the comps. And as a result, we are sometimes seeing appraisals come in a little bit low. So if that's a fear or a concern for you or your real estate agent, um, maybe look at trying to counter off along those lines because again most buyers at least if they're strong buyers from a financial position are willing to do that they want the house and an appraisal really is one person's opinion whereas if five offers are coming in on your house that's the marketplace's opinion of what the house is worth so feel free to negotiate along those lines number nine Look closely at cash offers. And, you know, obviously the stronger a buyer's position is, and there's a lot of cash. There's a lot of cash coming to Lynchburg. I, I, I mean, we sold a house two weeks ago that was cash, and it was a $400,000 home. And, you know, no contingency. Well, there shouldn't say no contingency. There was contingencies, but it was cash buy. And there's a lot of that happening right now. And when you have cash buyers coming in, don't hesitate to look at that one first. And sometimes cash buyers are coming in a little lower but don't hesitate to counteroffer them. If you got a better offer that has financing contingencies, feel free to go back to the cash buyer and say, hey, will you match this other offer? So that's a little negotiating tip. And number 10, confirm or have your agent confirm that the buyer's lender has done a deep dive into their finances and the buyer is very solid financially. There's nothing worse than going under contract as a seller and finding out three or four weeks later that, oh, the buyer's financing fell through. And, and there's lots of reasons for that, but... Um, it's good for your agent to have a conversation with the lender. Just make sure everything's solid. And just as a bonus tip here, ask for a large deposit if you're a seller or even a non-refundable deposit. It's kind of called a feasibility study sometimes or a, uh, a due diligence period. And in some markets, it's very common for those deposits and those due diligence periods to be non-refundable. That's not as commonplace here. But, hey, if everything's looking really solid and, and the buyer's, you know, is very motivated, they may not have a problem with dropping a non-refundable deposit. So just in the event that the deal goes sideways, at least as a seller, you have a little bit of compensation for taking a house off the market. As in any negotiations, look for win-win options. You know, your your goal is to sell the house. The buyer wants to buy your house. So look for win-win solutions. If you can negotiate, uh, build good rapport with the buyer from the first day, you know, likely there's going to be some challenges ahead that, gonna, that are, will require you to negotiate some terms out in the coming weeks. Just be flexible. Be willing to work with your counterpart, you know, the seller, and just lean in or the buyer and lean into your agent for those challenges. So that's my top tips for negotiating for sellers today. When we come back, we'll meet Thomas Cook with Real Property Management, who will discuss how rising prices are affecting the rental markets in the United States and specifically in Lynchburg. Back with the Carl Miller Show. I'm your host, Carl Miller, joined in studio by Yan with Yancey Campbell, our marketing director. And we're also joined in studio with special guest Thomas Cook, 
with Real Property Management. Welcome, Tommy. Hey, Carl. It's so good to have you here in studio with us. And we've been talking about sellers and how it's a seller's market. And, and nationally, home prices are up over 16% year over year. And locally, we're up just under 10% for single-family homes. And market rates in the rent, rental world and the tenant world is up tremendously as well. In fact, I've got some statistics here just in a year. This is insane. Like, this is unsustainable. But Las Vegas, Nevada, up 44%. Rent rates are up 44% in Las Vegas. They're up 32% in Virginia Beach and Mesa, Arizona, 25%. Now, those are the top three markets in the U.S. where rent rates are up. Earlier in the year, there were states like cities like Winston-Salem and Charlotte, North Carolina and Nashville, Tennessee that had seen those rates go up tremendously, but that's where we are now. And inversely, there's some markets where it's down. And the three top cities where the rents are down is Seattle, Washington, which is actually down 26%. Miami, Florida, surprisingly, because housing's hot into Miami, but but uh, the rental market's down 20% there, and in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, down 20%. So your top three and top top three winners and losers, I guess, as far as rent, rent rate fluctuations. But we're in Lynchburg, so who cares about what happens in those cities? <laughs> but uh, the prices are rising overall. So at Carbilla Realty, we specialize in sales only. You and your company, Tommy, you guys specialize in residential rentals. So how are you seeing the rising home prices affect rental markets today, Tom? Tommy, I'm sorry. I did the <laughs> yeah. Cardinal Royal. Thomas. So, so uh, I mean, the long <laughs> short of it is, is any investor, anybody that owns a home, they're all in the same boat, whether they're renting that house or living in that house, no matter what, you know, all of the pieces of the economy fit together and they feed off of one another. So mm-hmm. if you're, if you're a, an investor, you know, you're just a homeowner with a little bit of differences in that you're not actually living in the home. So those costs still go up, whether you're renting that house or living in that house either way. I think that's such a good point to remember is if you're a tenant, sometimes you forget that your landlord is a homeowner. I mean, that's that's a fact. He or she is exactly, a property yeah. owner and, it's, and he or she is a homeowner. And we're affected by rising taxes and rising maintenance costs. And so- right. It seems like as the house prices are going up, when a house becomes vacant, it, the investor has basically three choices. They can either, number one, do nothing and just their margins get squeezed. Number two, they can raise the rents. Or number three, capitalize on the high prices and sell today. Yeah. I mean, and, and that's exactly what a lot of my clients are faced with. Like, uh-huh. which one of those things am I going to do? And so if you're somebody who's renting a house and you might think of the convenience of renting that house and that you don't have these costs – but you're going to be paying a higher rental rate based on that in, in the short of things, yeah. And I think it's important, too, for tenants to understand that if the investor chooses to sell and capitalize, and if the property remains in the rental market, guess what? The new owner now has more capital invested, and the new owner is going to want to get a return on investment. I mean, I, I work with investors, as you do, every day. And what happens, Tommy, is that these investors, they want to get a return on their investment. They're not buying houses for free. Yeah. Yeah, so that's the difference, right? So, so you're exactly right. So the difference is between a homeowner and investor right. is the economic front of it. Like, hey, Correct. am I going to make money off of this, or am I not going to make money? Right. And th- these are smart people that we're talking about, yeah. you know. And so, yeah. and so, if their option is, I can take this piece, like this piece of my wealth that I have now put into this home, mm-hmm. and I can, I can 
do one of those things that you mentioned with either sell, raise the rent, or shrink my margins on it. Right. Like, which one of those three things am I going to do? Um, so I think renters have to understand that piece, that their their costs are going to go up. Yeah. And I wanted to just share with the listeners, because this, this is going to happen. It's already happening. It's going to happen even more so. And I just gave you the top three cities in the U.S. where the rent rates have gone up just tremendously. But there is no doubt in my mind, rent rates are going to go up all over the U.S., we're already starting to see it here in Lynchburg, and I think rents are going to continue to go up. If you look at the Housing Affordability Index, Lynchburg is still a very affordable place to be, and we are seeing rents rise. But with the inflation that's happening in the economy right now, with the rising prices, I guess I want to just share the message that you know, if you're a tenant, if you're a renter right now, just be prepared. Your rent rates will rise. You're not going to be unaffected by the housing market being raised right now. Well, but that's that's also true to the investor as well. Like uh, if you're an investor, understand that hey, like your your money is going to be cheaper. Like you're borrowing this money mm-hmm. at a, at, a, at a rate that's going to be much cheaper, but we're going to be able to increase that that rental rate in yep. the same way. So I think it's important to tell your investors as well that yeah. like the investment also can increase based off that rent rate. I, I yeah. think that's such a great a great point. And I, read, I was watching a, a, a video recently about uh, just a real concise little 80-second short about just the demand, especially for the lowest uh, rental rates right now. Because people that are getting laid off or, or they're, they're in a rental now and maybe they're paying – I'm throwing numbers out, but maybe they're paying you know $1,300 a month. And now all of a sudden with the decrease in their income, which, again, I, I feel like there's lots of opportunities here, but that is this is a real deal. Some people are trying to downsize their rent. Payment, so they're trying to get into an eight hundred dollar rental or a six hundred dollar rental, for example, and those those lower income rentals are just squeezed so tight right now. I'm just curious, with your perspective as a property manager. By the way, we're speaking with Thomas Cook, property manager and the owner of Real Property Management. Real Property Management, yeah. And what are you seeing in the market? What's the sweet spot right now in Greater Lynchburg? Yeah, I mean it's hard. It's obviously it's 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 hard to know, and and each person each potential tenant is looking for a very specific thing. So those like two, three bedroom houses mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. I'm sure you're selling, you know, yeah. at, a, at, a, at a huge rate are also the very desirable things as a rental, you know, spot. Sure. Um, so it's weird how they, co- you know, they coexist together. What you're right. trying to sell and what I'm trying to rent yep. are, are very similar products in mm-hmm. the end. Um, but I also think that low end, lower end, like $600 a month, you know, two bedroom apartment is renting very, very well. Um, and there's always a market for that. I I think that's the important thing is there's always the people who are looking for that $600 a month or that, that lower rate sort of house, um, that's always there. Sure. And, and inversely, you were talking uh, before we got together today just how even the thirteen to $1,500 three-bedroom, two-bath single family is just in really high demand. In fact, you don't even have any vacancies right now. Yeah, I, I, I just put a two-bedroom house on the market and rented it in two days and had two applications you know, behind that. That's um, unbelievable. So I think those things are renting very hot, which again, it's, it's back to the investors. Like sure. if you're buying a house for an investment or you happen to come across a house, grandma's, you know, grandma died and you own this house, mm-hmm. it's still a very valuable thing to hold that house yeah. and the rent rates can justify versus the sell, sell rate. You well, know? I, I sell real estate and, you know, real selling real estate's made a good living for me, but you know, I'm building a fortune by owning real estate. Sure. And, and I know you work with a lot of individuals who yeah. have a lot of real estate. And that's really the win today. 
it's I mean, it's always a place to put your wealth. You know, real estate is always a place to put your wealth. And I, and I think because houses are selling so high right now, there's a lot of people who are confused about what to do with with where they've got their wealth parked. Mm. And if they've mm-hmm. parked it in a home that they're they're planning to rent out for a long time here in Lynchburg in particular, it's still a good place to park your wealth. Um, even though a guy like you, Carl, you know, will, will tell them, oh, I can sell this house for yeah. a lot more than he bought it well, for, you, which you, either way is – obviously everybody has to make their own decision you, about what to do, yeah. Yeah, and you brought in just a real ca- good case example. you got a client right now who's kind of got this dilemma. They bought a house, what, a couple years ago, paid, yeah. got a good price for it. Yeah, so they bought the house in October 2019. It's a three-bedroom um, I think they paid 118000 for it, mm-hmm. uh, and their intention was to retire in this particular house. They live out in California, uh, and they were going to rent it out for a while. They, they figured the markets were going to go up. Well, I mean, the markets have gone way up since, right. since that time. And so the tenant that I put in in December 2019, great tenant. They've paid on time, everything. Of course, now they're going to get their own. They're buying their own house sure. because they've got the good credit, and they've got all those sure. things. So they're moving out. So now I've got this vacant house and I'm looking mm-hmm. to my client and he's potentially going to sell the house. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't he? Because this house that he bought for 118000 a year and a half ago now might sell for, I don't know, 160000 or, yep. or something like some huge increase. Sure. So those, sure. that's exactly what he's looking at. I right. think the thing that's interesting, though, is, is if you still took the 10 years based off what I can rent that house for now. So, again, yeah. I rented that house for 900 a month right. in December of 2019. And yeah. now I'm telling him I can rent the same house for 1300 a month. Wow, that's amazing. That's um, a $400. That's a 25% yeah. increase, 30%. And, Right. And so that's, that's exactly great. the decision that this investor is is yep. looking at. Like, yep. what do I want to do? Do I want to rent or do I want to sell? Yeah. Um, so. uh, no. And I just so appreciate your perspective because you, you and you deal with both sides. You, you're dealing with the owners who are making these decisions. And I think another key thing for listeners to understand is in the event that that investor takes that rental house off the market and sells it. I mean, chances are it's going to be a first time buyer or home buyer buying it. So that's one less unit available on the rental market, yeah. further driving up the prices due to the limited supply. Right. So I'm hearing you say it's a good time to be an investor in Lynchburg, Thomas. That's a great time to invest in Lynchburg. Yeah, I mean, I think Lynchburg is doing great all the way across that front. Yeah, that's, I really do. That's, that's fantastic. And you're right. We can get good cap rates around here compared to a lot of parts of the country. And I think investors need us to understand when you're buying a home, you either buy for cash flow or you buy for appreciation, long-term cap gains. And some investors try to hit both. And if you try to hit both, you sometimes get lucky, but sometimes you hit neither. And I think it's just important to understand, are you investing for cap Capital gains are you investing for cash flow, and the beautiful thing about Lynchburg, you can invest for cash flow right now. And like your California client, you might get lucky or get fortunate and ride the market up and get capital gains as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's got a good decision to make here either way. Right, yeah. 100% agree. Well, Thomas, thank you so much for joining Thanks, us today. I, uh, you know, you're you're a little bit of a trail runner. <laughs> I want to let you know that next weekend is a the Twisted, the Twisted K. Trail oh. 10K. Are you going to run that? I, I should run it. I'll tell you what. It. If you want to run it, stop by. See, see Yancey after the show, and I'll get you a discount on that, on that registration. <laughs> Yancey's got the discount? Right. Yeah. And All actually, right. any listeners who want a discount, we're sponsoring that. So uh, cool. come yeah. by. And Thomas, thank you so much. Before, we, before you leave, you've got 20 seconds. What's one of the best pieces of advice you've ever received? <laughs> Best piece of advice I've ever received. He threw that on me right at the last second. I know. Uh, We'd like to get to know our guests. Yeah. Uh, you know, I th- I think no. Be confident in the decision that you're making, like mm. whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, move forward with it. And even if you stumble on some stuff, you can still 
uh, you know, profit or, or better yourself just if you stay the stay the course, if you mm. stay focused, no matter what happens. Yeah, Love it. Be confident in your decisions. Yeah. Thomas, thanks so much for joining us. Thomas Cook with Real Property Management. Thanks, Carl. And now, the Bizarre Real Estate Fact of the Week. All right, our Bizarre Real Estate Fact of the Week is, I guess it's a more of a did you know, but did you know that from 1908 to 1940, the famous company Sears sold about 75,000 mail-order houses. They arrived as a kit and came with most modern conveniences, and some of them still exist today. And there's a few in Lynchburg, actually. Really? Yeah, there are. That's pretty cool. Thanks for sharing. Well, if you have real estate questions you unanswered on the air, send your questions to radio at carlmillerteam.com or to any of our social media platforms. Thank you for tuning in to The Carl Miller Show, your local, caring, competent, and trusted advisors for all things real estate. Special thanks to our sponsors this month, Fortress Foundation Solutions. So if you have needs for your basement, give them a call. Have a great week and see you next Saturday for another morning of The Carl Miller Show. 